I'm Boohoo. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the monologues. This time on the monologues, we finally pay tribute to quite possibly one of the greatest games of all time in Zelda Breath of the Wild. And what better time to do it than for our one year anniversary podcast episode. And to keep with the theme of favorites, we pair this amazing game with one of our favorite breweries in Elysian and their Skull Rock Nordic style pale ale. Yes, sir. And I have to do a little small kind of apology about this because this is their winter replacement for Bifrost. So we're coming at this a little bit late, <laughs> but I kept holding on, holding on to it because I wanted to hold this Elysian Skull Rock, which is a super cool bottle and like marketing on it, like super cool, you know, picture. Yeah. I wanted to keep it for something special. I didn't know that we would even end up doing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I also have oh, another. Oh, come sp- on. As much as you <laughs> talked about it, you didn't know we were going to end up doing it. <laughs> I was hoping we would end up doing it, but I definitely didn't have it planned for our one anniversary. It was kind of random when we were talking about what we should do for this. Right. Yeah. And then no. it came up and you're like, no, that might be perfect. So. I mean, if there is a thing to do, it's going to be the game that you mention every fucking episode. Yes. (laughs) Well, and I even I think I mentioned in the last episode, which, guys, we've been out a month now. We took a little little hiatus to try to work on this, right? Well, I think. Yeah, we took a little bit of time off. I think some things came up and yeah, we took uh, one episode out and jumped to this one. Yeah, which is which I think we both kind of needed, honestly. But yeah. With this, I think I mentioned last time that the new one, another reason we wanted to do this is because the second one was going to come out this next year. They pushed it back, which I should have known was going to happen. It's pushed back to 23. It's not going to be released in 22. I think they're saying spring 23. But I have to say about this one, it got pushed back also. It was originally supposed to be out in 2015 and then got pushed back to 2017. So you you can plan on 2024 then. Or, or 25 or 26 yeah, yeah. or shoot my I, brains out. I hope that's not the case. That's the story of game development, though. I mean, uh, hey, promise big it- up front and then just keep pushing them down the roll. I think, I think uh, what, Cyberpunk 2020, uh, what was that? Uh, the, the oh, yeah. Cyberpunk just came out. Um, it, it was pushed back for 10 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or so, or I mean, something, that, was the, that was the whole big thing around them. That, you know, well, you ready just- to open this late opened winter beer? Yeah. Which- I mean. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be seasoned and flavored perfectly. Sure. Oh yeah, Infinity Gauntlet smash in this cap. No big deal. <laughs> Boom. So uh, being a so Skull Rock, the thing I couldn't get in the opening the 17 times I fucking did that thing is <laughs> this is a Nordic style pale ale. And uh so I am uh not gonna say that this is necessarily back on the IPA podcast train, but it's pretty goddamn close, right? Dude, I've got some good ones I've tried recently. You better shut your hole because I'm going to bring more out because I've tried some recently that were really freaking good. I'm not going to go there, though. Uh, okay, yeah, anyway, it's it's a pale ale. You're right, kind of. But they use this like Cavite yeast. We'll get into it later or something a little bit. Um, I think it got popular a couple years ago. I don't even know if I'm saying the word correctly, but that's nothing new on my end. So here we go. Let's dive into Zelda Breath of the Wild and take a big old gulp out of this beautifully colored uh, what would you say this is like a light orange, almost a wheat colored ale? It it's it almost looks like an unfiltered wheat beer. Just yeah. looking at it, but then when you hazy, smell it, yeah, yeah, a little hazy. Um, what when you smell it, you can definitely smell the pale ale. It smells good. It smells though. bright, citrusy. Yeah, it smells great. 
Yep. No, that's really good. That's super drinkable for a pale ale. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no huge bite on that. No, uh, it, it was only four point five or four point nine percent alcohol. So, so we. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Did you go back and start a new game? I did not end up having the chance to go back and start a new game. No, that's probably good. So you played on your older file. I did. I did finally. Uh, I was forced to complete my game. Uh, now, well, as far as complete goes, because I, I I just beat the end boss, but then I can reload, and I still have like a shit ton more things to do. To do, which, yeah. I, I looking at thing. looking at my stats, I have no clue what I spent 110 hours doing because <laughs> I don't feel like I've done anything, dude. There's because the, the biggest part of this game is exploring, and I think you know it's I a think huge the, map. It is, and I think a lot of some of the other Zelda games are a little bit more linear than this. I mean, there's been a few Way open world linear. ones, yeah, but this one definitely was super open and didn't really give you a lot of direction. So, let's start at the beginning. So you wake up in a chamber and you're Link, and he's been you've been asleep, right? And you, for you how long though? A hundred years, yeah. Which does come up. You find out you've been asleep for a hundred years healing, and when you make your way out onto like the, what the opening terrace, you, you realize there's a, like an old man. A bigger, older gentleman. It kind of just says ominous things, almost like the long, dark kind of Methuselah a little bit. <laughs> but Methuselah right? keeps you on the string, you know, the the carrot on a stick thing. This is the spirit of King Roam. I think I'm saying that right. Ro- yeah. Roam, something like that. So it's Zelda's dad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it and is. And he puts you on a couple uh, beginning tutorial quests because you're, you're kind of on this great, uh, what would you call that? Pla- it's a plateau. plateau. Yeah, yeah, it's a plateau, a plateau above the rest of uh, the the Hyrule, Hyrule Kingdom. Yeah, and so you can't. There's there's no way to move on until you go through his little kind of quests and stuff because any way off of this plateau kills you. Yep. Uh, yeah, he gives he, you the thing that allows you to get off. Actually, I think I've seen people figure out ways to get off of that plateau without this, completing his quest line. Dude, this game is packed full. Of hidden things. I mean, I still, to this day, the, there will still be on my Google feed new things discovered in Zelda Breath of the Wild hidden gems, <laughs> uh, which I don't even know where we should even begin on, like once you come out, because it's just so open. I mean, there's creatures called Koroks that you get their seeds and you can turn those in, and those are all randomly hidden all over the map. You can cook food and collect all sorts of stuff to cook, anything from monster parts to make elixirs to food to make different types of food that does different buffs for you. I mean, and I don't know about you, but the little jingle noise it makes when you cook food, I freaking love it. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but the dun, 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 like when you throw food there and if it does something positive, it makes that like high pitched, like ting. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. I could just cook food on that game all day. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, and see, and I even, I mean, I even like the fact that when you cook, I mean, you can cook anything and, you don't really get a guide to cooking, right? Like right. you can find recipes out in the wild, but there's no guidebook place that captures those recipes that you find. You just kind of have to note them someplace on your own. You have to have your own notebook and keep them written down or just remember them in your head or do what I do and look them up online as you need them. <laughs> Cause honestly, that was the easiest. So, um, you know, but uh, if you don't do that, you can experiment, right? And if you oh, yeah. experiment, you have the possibility of just throwing some stuff together. And if you're 
things you throw together don't produce a desirable result, you end up with something called dubious food. Yeah, and it looks like a super low graphics uh, piece of dog turd with purple and green on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the visual of it, they like take the graphics and what do they like particle it? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 They make yeah, it it's like blurry. pixelated out. Yeah, yeah. It's like pixelated out. It's like what's weird. But just to let you know, it's that much of a pile of turd. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so here you are. And King Rome explains that because you have amnesia, we kind of didn't touch on that either. So you're link. You're an yeah. amnesic link walking around. You don't remember anything. Uh, and there are memories hidden throughout the game that help bring back some of the, your time with Zelda. Mm-hmm. But he fills you in on the Calamity Ganon or Ganon turned these enormous divine beasts in uh, autonomous little mechs that you were going to use to stop him. He turned the entire Hyrule's kingdom, uh, the, you know, control of those into his own favor and then attacks and takes over. And the right. only reason. I mean, the, the, the divine beast we'll get into, there's four of them. The, the, the drivers or the pilots of those were all killed when this happened. And you were injured greatly. She, Zelda uses her energy to trap her and Ganon in the castle after she gets you to safety. And, of course, this would not be a Zelda game without a Master Sword. So she had mm-hmm. the Master Sword taken to, what, the great Deku Deco tree in yeah. the forest? Yeah, yeah. And so Rome fills you in on some of that. You don't get all of that information yet, uh, but he does fill you in on some of it. And he fills you in on kind of the main, what would you say, like the meat and potatoes to this game on main quest would be shrines and your Sheikah slate, which I may be saying that wrong too. But I'd say that the meat to the main storyline is these shrines. Wouldn't you agree? Like that's kind of a big deal for how you progress, especially with the abilities you get out of the intro ones. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of a, a couple different types of shrines that you can go through, right? There's like mm-hmm. the ones that you get the abilities that are tied to the Sheikah Slate that power up the Sheikah Slate, right? It, it unlocks the core abilities that are tied to it. Like you can manipulate uh, magnetism. Um, you can create bombs, different, two different styles of bombs. Oh, I, it, I mean, I didn't even use all of them all the time. So, I mean, that's really kind of, those were the like the three most useful were the two different styles of bombs, the magnetism one. It's almost like a magical cell the, phone. Yeah, yeah. Because you can take pictures with it. You yes. can do the two types of bombs. You can do the, the metal, and that helps you a ton. And then you yeah. can do the slow time. You can stop. Slow time, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you can stop just, things, which then any energy given to them is harnessed and then released as soon as the time burst. runs out. Right. Yeah. And so you can do some crazy things with that as well. Yeah. I it's situational. See. That one oh, is yeah. that one's really situational, but it can be really powerful if used correctly. Well, dude, and so like going back and starting a new game since I it was granted I did forget a lot, but mm. what's crazy is as soon as I started a new game and got just a little taste of like what was going on and remembered, holy buckets, dude. The amount of stuff I found just on my way to like the first main town, just knowing with those abilities that you get before when you can finally leave like the introductory area, the tutorial area. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was like doing that slow time on big like metal deals and stuff and building up energy to knock them out of the way because there was chests hidden under them. I know I didn't get those in my first playthrough. Yeah. I got a sword that could do like third, had like 32 damage on it at like <laughs> before I even had four hearts. I mean, just because I knew what to do now. Right. Um, and that's something else. So these shrines give you an orb too. We didn't really, mm-hmm. haven't really got to that yet, but you, you collect these orbs and at a certain, like, what would you say? Like a priestish statue 
you can use these orbs to select either another heart canister or add to your stamina. Mm-hmm. And stamina is huge in this game. Stamina is, so, like, and I guess we got to backtrack just a smidge. So King Rome, to get you off this plateau after you do his little quest line and understand the shrines, uh, he, after he, you complete those and he tells you the story, then he gives you the paraglider, which is one of my favorite things about this game. But even the paraglider takes stamina. Right. So you jump off the plateau. You can see your stamina wheel going down as you're holding it. You can drift to places. Um, but if you climb anything, it takes stamina. I mean, you sprint, it takes stamina. So to me, as you play, you learn really that heart canisters aren't everything. You need that stamina wheel to be up there. It's a balance between, you know, how much, how many hearts you're going to use and how much stamina you're going to need for whatever task you're going to do. There's different, and then you can even rebalance that as you go. So like if you come across a point in which you need to have more stamina or you need to have more hearts at a given area, you can find different statues um, to go back and rebalance those. They'll, they'll allow you to refund the orbs that you spent previously, and then you can either use those to purchase more heart uh, containers or more stamina containers. Right. Um, yeah, so you can kind of, Re- reconfigure how Link is uh, situated for whatever his task is. So there was like a period where I needed him to be able to, and I didn't need him. I guess I'm just a dummy. And I was like, I'm going to climb this mountain for no damn reason. Oh, I love that's and, my favorite thing to do. And so I just like took away all his hearts because I was like, I'll just kill whatever's up there with no, no hearts. I took all away, took away all his hearts and put it all into the stamina wheel and just started climbing the mountain for no reason and uh got to the top and I can't even remember what was up there now at this point but probably a korok waiting for it with a seed most nine likely it was of, 9 times yeah. out of 10 there's a rock at the top you pick it up which I love how they're hidden in the most magical place like the most ridiculous things so like there'll be a halo of rocks in a pond and there'll be rocks nearby and if you chuck one in it a korok appears and I love the noises I'm telling you the sound effects every time those things appear I also love yeah uh, and you take these seeds to a, another huge Korok creature named Hestu, if I remember right. And he, I don't even remember, man. The, the point of those seeds is because one thing different about this game is weapons break, things yes. break, and that is a that makes it a huge balance to what you use, which I don't know how your brain works. I'm itemized a little bit because I always keep the weakest at- equipped and work my way up to the strongest. I always, I never attack with my strongest. I keep it held back. I'm always super conservative about that. So, but you keep I am unlocking. situational. It depends. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Well, so when you get from the Goron, because, okay, so there's four races, which they're in other games too, some of these for sure, if yeah. not all of them. Uh, when you get that boulder breaker from them, oh yeah, dude, I would use that thing to smash because you also get, there's things all over this game to collect mm-hmm. um, and use including like rubies and minerals, which you can sell for rupees and use for other things. I mean, this game is packed with stuff to do. You can tame horses and ride them. I mean, it, it gets out of control. Like it's yeah. like a big open world RPG game. It's like I said, I think Zelda for the first time tapped into more to me of that, like customizable uh, do your own thing. RPG. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. a more like an elder scroll style almost is what they got more into. It was very open and very um, customizable in that way. Like one of the thing, one of the big things I did is I I really did customize my horse. I can't even remember what I named him now at this point. Uh, it, it doesn't even matter. But um, I had snow I, and flash, and I don't remember what the other ones were. That's the two I remember. I mean, I've literally got my switch right here. Um, but uh, <laughs> so while we're on this, why don't I just do this? But uh, 
So I'll, I'll pull this up while, I tra- while I'm talking. But um, so one of the things that uh, I did is I went and I found uh, um, one of the so, you know, I'm I'm not a person that cares whether or not I hear spoilers or, or do anything like that. Like I, you know, you I knew you could tame horses. So one of the things I wanted to do was make sure that I had the best possible horse I could possibly have. So I spent extra time trying to make sure that I found the best possible horse. And so I looked it up online, like, where could you go to find the best possible horse? And there's, there's a specific one that has like five stars. It's white. Um, it, it's a, it's a pain in the ass to do. You have to have a certain amount of stamina. That was another time that I reconfigured link to have exactly the right amount of stamina to be able to, to tame this tame horse. Him. Yeah. Yep. Because you have to have just enough stamina to be able to do it. You have to have just the right amount of everything to be able to do it. And so, um, I went and I tamed that horse and that was, that's my main horse. And then you can even put armor on the horse. Mm-hmm. And so I went and collected that armor. He's got like knight's armor on and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's super customizable in that way. Yeah. I, and so like, yeah. So like those Korok seeds, you find them like all over the freaking map, dude. So once I found like started realizing how they're hidden, dude, that's all I did. I just, I mean, like I said, playing through a second time, knowing, the little bit was coming back to me so quickly. Dude, I had so many by the time you run into Hestu, which is on the way of like the first main quest you get. Uh-huh. Uh, I had so many that I expanded my stuff to a point where he just left and goes, yeah, you'll have to find me at the great Deku tree. And I still had a bunch of seeds left. I was like, dude, come on. I still got like 10 to change <laughs> in. Like, what are you doing? Nice. Because like I said, like you, you really want to have as much inventory space as possible because you can only carry so many weapons and, until you upgrade that through those seeds. This game is just bananas. And I think I actually read. And so, you know, I've been anybody that listens to this podcast has been hearing me mention Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you know, the greatest thing about this episode is I can just openly do it the whole entire time. <laughs> I, it's, I'm mentioning it right now. So the uh, oh, what was that? Oh, heck. Oh, I try to think what I was going to say about that, too. He ends up. Has to end up leaving and going to the forest. And so I had all those seeds. left. I can't remember. Oh, OK. So. The, the weapon thing, they break. Right. And so you have to have, like, you want to keep collect. I, I get weirdly, like, I have to have more weapons. I have to have that full. I'm, dude, I never ran out. Never had a moment I didn't have a weapon, a strong weapon. Because you do get one that doesn't break. Yeah. You get the Master Sword. You get the Master Sword. Of course. You, yeah. It does well, have to recharge, You though. don't have to get the Master Sword. Okay, it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You don't have to get the Master Sword. It's a quest line and you can go after it. You don't have to go after it. It's a, it's an option. Um, it's a, it's a one that you, you probably should go after because, uh, when you're going against anything that has to do with Ganon, um, it, so if you go after the ancient mechs or anything like that, it, it gets an additional 30, um, damage against those. So it starts off as a base 30. And then if, if you're going against them, it gets an additional 30. So it ends up being a 60 damage weapon. It's, amazing by far the most crucial weapon in the game yeah because and i also think it doesn't if i remember right it can't break it does you have to i think it has to recharge if you use it too long yeah it has to recharge for like i want to say and it's actually like it's a it's a penalizing amount of time it's like one or one or two hours of real time charging oh man nice i didn't know that because like i said i'm always using the weakest weapon i have till it breaks i just move up the chain with yeah by then you get more but did you i use that all the time because it would break i was like or it wouldn't break. It would just right. go to zero and then you wouldn't be able to use it for a bit of time. And then I was like, okay, I'll just swap to something else for a bit. Nice. And yeah. And then I'll go back to it. Yeah. No, I hardly ever use that thing and I don't know why, but I also, 
you mentioned climbing that mountain randomly, which, you know, that's in the beginning. You can't just climb anything you want to because you don't have the stamina. I mean, you will no. fall off and die. Exactly. And or paraglide, hopefully, to save your life. Well, um, and then not always, because if you don't have the stamina to hold on to the paraglider, you will right. fall off the paraglider. I know. So so one of the times I went up a random mountain because I did a lot of exploring early on before messing with like main quests. Do you remember the first time you ran into a Lionel? I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think I had four, maybe five hearts the first time I ran into a Lionel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. never got my ass kicked so hard in a game. I, I ended up being <laughs> so stubborn. I stayed there and died over and over and over. I would shoot him with arrows from afar as much as I could. Dude, I reloaded that game. I ate every piece of food I had, every elixir thing that I had, used every weapon I had just to beat the first Lionel I ran into. Now, later, when you get stronger, that becomes extremely uh, different tactic. I mean, it doesn't seem so hard at all, but we didn't, as you, as you go through the main question, you don't have to do this either to, to fight Ganon. I actually have heard people like have went straight at Ganon with three hearts and have figured out ways to beat him. So that's like mind blowing. Um, you and I are more completionists. So of course we did like more storyline and side quests, but one of them is to go unlock the divine beasts that he has captured and claimed as his own. And you find new champions to also pilot those divine beasts. But right. what I like is you get the spirit power of each divine beast, and those powers are all freaking awesome. Like the Goron, it's uh, like a shield around you, a barrier. Right. The Oh, gosh, what is it? I think, I can't remember her name, like Mipha the Zora. It's like, is that the one that restores you when you die? It brings you back to life with extra hearts? So I, I don't remember which one goes to which, but I can tell, so uh, I, I know what the abilities are. So like, there's one that brings you back to life. There's one that gives you the shield, which is the, I do know that's the Goron. Right. Um, there's one that you can charge up and it does an area effect lightning strike. So like you charge up your, that's your attack. That's your Bosa's the, of the, um, so of the, it, of the, it has to do with Garuda. the desert storm one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the Garuda one. The Rito okay. is, and I only know this cause he says his name. It's like, Ravali, mm-hmm. and he'll say he'll say Ravali's grace or whatever. That's the one that shoots you way up in there. That's one of my favorite abilities. If you hold the jump button after you jump and you land, you charge up a super high jump, and it launches you straight up in the air on like a wind current, and then you can paraglide around. Yeah, and I think it has like three charges. That's probably one of my favorite abilities besides maybe the Goron one. That's probably the ones I use the least, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I use never that died, really so I never had to use the grace one. Um, so I don't really use that one either, but I, so I, I'd use the, the lightning Goron one's one. awesome. The lightning one's awesome. The I use the Goron one the most. Yeah. I use the Goron one the most. The lightning one's awesome, but it's, it's one of those things you have to time it because you have to charge it. And then it's, it's various, various levels of charge, right? So you have like a, it's either a third or a quarter charge and then like another third or a quarter charge and then like a full charge or something. So maybe it's like a third and then a third and then a full charge or something like that. It's I'm like going after levels. the second one, by you the are. way. No, oh, it's tasty. It, it's just drinkable. It, it's surprisingly light and drinkable. It's not, there's not really much to it. Um, so it does remind me a bit of like a cut down conky dong. <laughs> Do you remember that? So you remember that from last, last, last time. Of course I remember that. Yes. It was pulpy, thick orange juice beer. Right. So this is like that, but cut down. This is like half of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, you're not wrong. It's a I lot get of the that. same. It's a lot of the same citrusly citrusy flavors, it's but just lighter. It's, 
half the alcohol percentage. <laughs> and I will never I mean, forget that. <laughs> and Thank you, Benedict, for that little drunken night that we had. <laughs> and therefore, also half of the amount of like intense uh, flavor that w- is packed into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, super drinkable. Um, but as far as pale ales go, I honestly could definitely get down on this. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, no, I could have I could have a twelve pack of that or whatever, or a six pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's good. And while I while I, okay, so gosh, here we go. Let me just keep to tradition, guys. <laughs> 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 if you would uh, like, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that whole thing. I'll let my boy wrap that up. And wherever you're listening to us at, please give us a rate, review, or subscribe. Okay, and I got one more order of business. I feel like I have a lot of orders of business, actually. I, mean, I want to get these. This is like intermission, just real quick, because I got to get to some stuff. Because right. it's been a while out. I messed up some long, dark ratings, because we rated after, and I'd read my... I must be write some stuff backwards, because I did one of my ratings backwards, but that game was rated high. So apologies on the ratings, a little mixed <laughs> up on those. Uh, the other thing, too, is... So I recently met with a buddy of ours who has a podcast and we brought it up before on this podcast called Dirtbag Cinema. I'm going to do a shout out to him. It was a good night. We, he introduced me to uh, something pretty near to you, sir. The Jousting Pig, great brew house and smokehouse. Uh, super good time. Shout out to those guys. Dirtbag Cinema. I think they're doing it right. Uh, and I think that wraps up most of my orders of business, I think. Nice. So inter- intermission end. Back to the game. All right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess the Justin Pig kind of does go with our uh, drinking theme there. But, um, dude, we did a flight, and I'm just going to say right now, that stuff was all good. Yeah. Their sour beer, your wife needs to check out for sure. That's what you were saying, yeah. No, so, it was real good. Yeah, we'll definitely have to go give that a give that a check out for sure. Yeah, that's like 15 minutes from you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so you get off the plateau, he sends you to the first village. And you meet, do you remember that little village leader lady's name? No. Gosh, I cannot even think of that. So when you get memories, Dude, is that she was who so you... far in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the village. Now it's been so long. Um, so the, like there, I remember there was like Kiriko vi- village or something like that's that. That's the, was first, one of the one. first one. Yep. Ones. Yeah, yep, that's the first one. Okay. But I can't remember the village leader's name. But is that where you when you get those memories, do you instantly remember them or do you have to go back to her? I can't remember. You instantly remember. Them. Okay. So when you, it's when you remember them. You kind of come up to the spot. It looks a little bit different. Um, there's like a, if I remember correctly, it's like a white haze around the area as you walk up to it. That's kind of how yeah. you know you're approaching a memory area. Yep. And then you hit whatever button. Uh, I can't even remember what button it is now because I've it's been so long since I've had to collect a memory. Um, but then he kind of, he, you see Link's face as he's starting to recollect the memory, right? And then he, it, it kind of flashes, and you see him with a shock of surprise, and then the memory flashes to him. And you don't have to collect the memories in any given order. You kind of, um, you're given, so when, once you have the, well, okay, I guess let's talk about the, how you kind of know where to even go with that, is you get the, you get the Sheikah slate first. Like, when you wake up, you have the slate, but it's powered down. It, it right. doesn't work. It doesn't go anywhere. So to get it working, this is where he sends you is to Kiriko Village, if I remember correctly, right? So you're no, going there. His first shri- your first couple of shrines give you unlock its first couple of powers. Oh, okay, uh, but it doesn't. It, it, but it doesn't unlock the pictures in it yet, right? 
No, not the pictures. The camera doesn't come yet. Um, the, and I don't remember. But exactly there's already pictures that. that are stored on there, and the pictures show you the memories or the locations of the memories. Yes, yes, because they show you like a scenery. They show right. you and the picture of the scenery. And you have to unlock the pictures, but to do that, you have to go to one of the villages, if I remember right. Yes, it's the so the second. It's not the first. Maybe village. it's not the first village. It's the second. She village. sends you to the second one, which is a researcher of the Sheikah Slate. Yep. Perfect. Because it's like her in- ancestors developed the Sheikah. Mm-hmm. Like she's the ancestors of the Sheikah or whatever. And it's something like that. If I remember, dude, this is so long ago. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it's, it's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years since I've actually had played through that bit. So I'm really going on hardcore memory. So again, this is the shitty spoilers podcast with Boohoo and Jesse. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> if, um, we're, if we're not here or working our butts off, we're on Overwatch probably with our other friends <laughs> <laughs> or working on this podcast. So, yeah, um, no, but, you're not wrong. And it is the second village. And I can't remember if that's Hatino village, Hatino village. I can't remember what the second one is. I can't remember, but it's like it's, up on a little mountain place. There's like a little, little observatory type thing that you go to. Um, is that also you, the same village where you can build your house at? I think so. I think that's where I you can actually build your, your house there. Um, I think that's the same village there. Um, but you go there and that's where you kind of get the unlock to, to start discovering memories. If I remember correctly, um, because that's where you get the ability to take pictures and all of that. Yes, and that's I where it shows right. you, that's where it shows you the, the memories themselves. What were the pictures of the locations where the memories are, uh, will happen. Right. So you get, um, was it 16? Something oh, like that, man. I can't even remember. I do know a little side note. If you get all the memories, it adds an extra scene to the ending of the game. And that's why I intentionally made sure I got them all. And I can't remember if I had them before I beat the game and then found out about that and went back. Because, you know, you have to, you don't get the, it's not like some games where the main story ends and you can continue to playing, which that's a few, there's a few games, yeah, not no. a lot like that. This game does not work that way. You have to go back to a save file before you beat Calamity Gannon. Right. And yeah, I think I might have done that. I think that's what happened to me is I was missing one or two, maybe three memories. And I had heard about there's an extra cutscene. And guys, if you know me at all, I'm a huge character development storyline guy, and I'm also a sucker for a love story. So the <laughs> entire game, I'm just like obsessed with Link and Zelda being together. So I was the only reason I went back for memories is I wanted to make sure I got every ounce of scene that Zelda and Link are together. There is there is a lot of interesting story building up in those memories, and there's a there's a good reason to gather them all. Like. Um, and the interesting thing is once you've captured them all, you can actually go back and try to play them in a, an order that kind of resembles what would actually have happened and then kind of get an idea of what the real story is. Um, but you, you can collect them in any order. You don't have to get them in any particular order, um, but you can collect them or once you collect them, you can play them in the order that makes most sense. Um, so, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. But, but that's how you know where to go get them is you, you'll have them on your Sheikah slate as pictures of the location. And so you kind of have to figure out based on where you are, does this look like a picture? The more you've I've explored. Seen. Yeah, the more yeah. you've explored, the better it helps, because then you can kind of try to think back where you've seen the scenery at or what mm-hmm. area, because you can look in the background and see like certain mountains and stuff and use that or towers. Yeah, towers are in this game. So there's shrines. There's also towers you unlock, which are make for a fast travel port. Yeah, it's not not only spread out throughout the map, but also high up in the air, so you can go paraglide off of it to get to different places. Yes, um, and those the Sheikah slates also use those <clears throat> once the, uh, in those those towers. 
unlock the map entirely. So yeah. before, like the the map will be covered, and you only unlock the areas that you've actually progressed through, kind of like a traditional map. Like you can only see what you progress through. But then once you go to the tower and use the Sheikah Slate, you can unlock the uncover the rest of the map for that given area. Yeah, like that, that the tower almost. covers. Yeah. Right. And now, a, go ahead. I was going to say, I think an area can have more than one tower. It, it doesn't I, cover the entire region. Or does it I cover think, the entire region? I don't know. That's what I know. There's quite a few towers, though. and you There's can see, more towers than I think there are regions. Yeah, that but might be, be right. Wrong. No, that you might be right on that, because I feel like there's a shit ton. I, yeah, I feel um, like there's a lot of towers, but and there's not that many regions. There's only like four or, or there's only like five or six major regions, but there's, there's pl- more towers than that. And there's elements in this game, weather elements. You were, talking about making, you were talking about making food earlier and, you know, kind of experimenting and why you would want to look something up is because there's hot environments and there's cold environments and you have to have the right buffs to make it alive in those because they don't play around. You go into a super no. hot area or you go yeah. into a super cold area and you're not equipped ready for it, like food buff wise, or, you ain't making it. Well, and it's not only food buffs. I mean, so you can find you can clothing. Yeah. yeah. You can find clothing that he wears that um, will protect him against the elements. You can. So if you're going really high up, so elevation plays a factor too, which is awesome. Like how often do you see a game actually, you know, implement elevation into a weather element? Well, yeah, Yeah. like, so the higher you go up at a mountain, the more likely you are to experience colder temperatures because you're at a higher elevation. And so you have to be prepared and make sure you have gear that protects against cold temperatures and available in all three of your slots. Otherwise, you're going to begin to like start to freeze to death. Yeah, and it, it takes a toll on your hearts quick. Yeah. You know, also, too, there's something else. So as, as much realism as they add to some of this stuff, like you can literally cut the tall grass down with your sword and grasshoppers and frogs and stuff will be underneath it or fairies. Yes. You know, and, you know, and honestly, if I ever had a dig on this game, and it's really not an actual dig, it's just completely opinion. The The, the fairy, the big fairies that you run into come out of these like, holes in the ground with their monstrous what would you call them like gargantuan amazonian fairy women <laughs> yes. you know like yes you know i'm just like they i don't mind that but i'm also like i don't know it's just kind of strange it threw me off the first time like it kind of startled me this big barbarian chick comes burling out of there as a fairy and you always, oh and, and they love link <laughs> oh my gosh they do but it, it's kind of cool too because they play on the whole thing like you think of fairy you think of like tinkerbell Right. This is completely the opposite. No, they are. This chick looks like sh- they could be fighting Ganon, like with right. their bare hands. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like they could just grab Ganon and just put him in the ground, and they could put do their. They could have their way with Ganon anytime they want. Like, <laughs> For sure. You know they're muscular and huge. Like they put Hulk to shame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was like I said, it's not really a dig. It's just like was that was the only thing because like, it's this beautiful landscape, beautiful game, mystery and magic. And then there's these weird big women that pop out of these fairy holes, you know, like to, and what do you remember what they're used for? They're used to upgrade your equipment. So you get See, specialized. I, I didn't remember that. I only asked you that is because I did not remember what they were for until I got ran back into them. I was like, what do these oh, exist? Really? Yeah, oh, I, forgot. Okay. I totally forgot. It'd been so long. Yeah. So, so I assume you, you, you ended up acquiring all of the gold you need to, to be able to pay them off all three of, because there's three of them, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Three or four. There's three like of, I think there's three of them. And the first one doesn't cost a whole lot. Well, yeah, I think there's three because I think not, it's I weapons. Think, is it I weapons, gear, rubies, and bows? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then I think there's three. Uh, well, 
no, no, no. It's not. It's uh. So it's it's not um. They don't do it by item base. It's by item level. So you can do one level of upgrade with one fairy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For That's all right. of your items. So like you can do all of your head, all of your chest, all of your legs. And then the next fairy, you pay her a little bit more rupees and you uh and then she'll do level two upgrades. And then you find the third fairy, and then she asks for like ten thousand rupees. And then yeah, then she finally does the the third level of upgrades. I mean, all of the upgrades cost additional mats to do, and some of them are right. outrageous mats, which some of them require you to and this is probably where I lost 110 hours of my life. Probably. Is some of the mats require you to hunt down the dragons that only show up randomly at night and you have to hunt them down and shoot them with a bow to get uh, scales or teeth or, Dude. you know, whatever claws to break off and then go find them that they randomly fall on the ground and hopefully you can find where they fell. You know, there's so many what feels like random things in this game that I love, like like the creatures too. like so you have like you fight the what the. What are those things called the Bibba goblins or what? I don't even remember the main ones that you run into that there's like a blood moon too, where they all like respawn. Yeah. That's a whole nother deal. And it could, there's a little cutscene every so many nights that you have to deal with, but no, I mean like the random rock golems that would climb out of the ground. If you, you yes. like see some rocks and end up being a golem that attacks you or, you know, the big like Cyclops looking things, the lionels, this game had a lot of good little hit, like many, almost what I call them like mini bosses that you could run into. Well, yeah, I mean, so really soon, so <clears throat> we just talked about, I mean, we've jumped all over the place, but oh, we yeah. had just talked about jumping off of the mountain or jumping off the plateau and going to the uh, Kiriko village as your first kind of stop. Not too long after that, you're introduced to your first mini boss, and that's the stone golem, if I don't remember, if I recall correctly. I mean, it's, you don't have to engage him, but you can, and there's good reward to do so. But you do get your taste of a mini boss almost immediately once you're off the plateau. I actually, because I started messing around on the new game, mm-hmm. I actually ran into a rock golem before I ever got to that village. Yeah, I was going to say, I because want to say I, it was I really cut soon. over, it was on the side of a mountain. I cut over and he popped up. Now, see, I already played, so it helped because I knew how to kill him easier. Mm-hmm. But I actually had some. Um, was it I had like a small stack of bomb arrows I found in one of those random chests. <laughs> and so I actually jumped up and was like paragliding and would just shoot him yeah. in that weak spot that's almost looks like an ore spot, you know? Which yeah. it is, because then when you it beat is, him, you yeah. get a bunch of ores and minerals and you know flint and all that stuff. There's so dude, there are so many little things in this game. If you pull a bow out and you pull a regular arrow out and you walk by a campfire, you can wave it across the campfire and then you have a fire arrow. Right. I mean, there's just so many little things like that, dude. It's like crazy. I mean, it is not a game without a lot of things. And that would be like the one big drawback. Like if you're not a person who likes uh, an abundance of complexity, like I know people who like really linear games. Yeah, Um, well, and I get that. I mean, I really do get that because if you're it takes it is a lot harder to get back in a game like this. For sure. That game that that is. Right, because you just go, okay, what the hell was I working on? Yeah. And that has been the fallback, uh, or the fallback, that has been like the, that has been like the, the, the negative to all the big RPGs that I love, is because if I ever go back to play them, I almost just start completely over. I've done it with Mass Effect, I've done it with Elder Scrolls, I've done it with all these big RPG games, because I go, yeah, I don't even remember what I was working on at this point. 
I mean, that's where I was with, with this one. When I hop back in, like the only the only saving grace to this is like, okay, I know where Hyrule Castle is. I know that my next step is just go beat Ganon. Okay, so I guess I just go walk in there and beat him. Like, that's literally all I have really left to do if I just played the game straight forward. But as far as what I was actually doing before stepping foot into Hyrule Castle, I don't what remember what you're working what I was on doing. next. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I was just I was just out in the middle of nowhere effing around. I can't remember. <laughs> so speaking of which, I got a couple things that come to mind before I forget them. One, so you got Zelda's horse, of course, right? Yes. So that was pretty cool. You could get her horse. So I don't think you have to do that. I mean, that, 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 that's the white one, right? That's the white that's one. That's the white one, but it's got like a royal saddle and stuff on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then there is the other thing I wanted to ask you. So, you know, we, we like to be the crappy um, spoiler podcast. <laughs> that's like our thing now. <laughs> we're rebranding i guess suppose supposedly so th- this is more of a, a, a kind of a random question so do you notice the storyline plays on the whole you know this happened like ten thousand years before in hyrule right, right? so yep. like ten thousand years prior prior in hyrule ganon existed they the sheikah people that made the sheikah slates like this higher race of intelligence you know like made this stuff to like stop him and you it, like then back to the future or whatever, back, like back to the future. That's kind of funny. They, they figure out like studying what was happening. They go, okay, it's, it's time. Like Ganon's going to return. We need to be ready. So they dig up all these autonomous robots and fix them. And they get the divine beast. They dig those, they excavate those and they get ready for it. And they tell this great story of how those divine beasts and Zelda and her guardian warrior with the sword of, it's called the master sword, but it's also known as the sword of sealing darkness or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So it's like this repeating storyline where a hero comes to play. I mean, it, it's like it's like people are going to play these certain roles every so many years, no, no matter what. So like 10,000 you know, 10, years from now, we're going to deal with the same shit again. Like Zelda's going to be like 20,000 years in the future. It's a new Zelda, new Link doing the I mean, same they thing. They got to have a reason to make a number two. Okay, number two. Have you seen the trailer for number two? Because they are throwing that all to a loop. Like there's like, I'm going to spoil a little bit if you haven't seen the trailer yet. There's like it's most of the games like done up in the sky on these like floating islands. And all of a sudden, because you only get a few hints out of the trailer, it's pretty short. Also, Link's arms like all gone. and It's like a robotic looking Sheikah arm almost. You do it. And then it shows like the Master Sword with like some poison. St- I mean, the whole thing looks like maybe he gets his arm poisoned. I don't even know, dude. Not like that. Maybe that's containing the darkness. I don't know. It looks crazy. But what I'm saying is my question to you is. Do you do you like storylines that do that? This like repeating good versus evil it like th- does it get repetitive to you or do you think that's like you know like because it fits the story like it's not like we had to play the past that's what we're being told is the past now we're playing the future or the present you know it's kind of a to me i find that to be kind of a bit of a so for for a franchise like this and the fact that they've come out with essentially the same story line over over, over and it's over, a very, and over it's again. a very mario bowser peach situation right i mean they have the same the same kind of storyline going on multiple times however many times they've made zelda um i think it's a cop-out you know um they they do different twists that's the that's the cool thing with it right they well, this yeah, was like that. the biggest departure of yeah. the entire franchise yeah no i agree with that yeah um you'd like what uh, uh, i mean getting to the the more closer to nowadays ones i mean i won't go into like the super old ones but like you get into like ocarina of time majora's mask and then like what well, you and i tried to play that twilight princess and had like <laughs> you know 
you know, about, about broke the and system. And that was literally like the depiction of this, that, that concept, right? Yeah. Cause we, we what literally beat the game and then found out, no, you didn't. Yeah. So yeah, the, we, and it just reset and it was kind of like the old one. Remember that? Like the very old, one of the oldest ones, like you beat the game and it, it all it does is, oh no, 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 you're not done yet. And then all the dungeons are shuffled, like dungeon two becomes dungeon eight and so on and so forth, which I'm not, I don't think I'm wrong about that. If you looked it up, I think dungeon two does become dungeon eight. My seven year old memory, I think has that locked in, but, <laughs> but anyway, my point is like, I, I like I said, like, I see what you mean, like a cop out. Yes. I think, I think that's what makes this game so good is because they did it. Yeah. I mean, the storyline repeats like that kind of, you know, you're always battling. It's going to always be link and Zelda and, you know, Ganon. Right. But this did the biggest change to how they do operate completely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think it fits. It fits in some scenarios. It fits in this one. Um, sometimes it can be a little bit hackneyed. Um, this one doesn't uh, feel that way because it feel, this feels fresh. Um, you know, some storylines do kind of feel like it was just thrown in there to, to, to throw it in there. Like to, to say, you know, there's, there's the, you'll hear that sentence even in movies or stuff, uh, other, you know, uh, TV series or things like that. You know, this has happened before it, you know, it'll happen again. Yeah. That, that phrase is not uncommon. Right. It's, it's a, it's well, a very tropable f- phrase. And to segue into kind of what we're doing next time, one of the fran- one of my favorite franchises has kind of done that, and I think you just don't know where to go. Right. So, so let's bring up the Star Wars thing. We won't really get into so much as next time as, as much as just like the Star Wars storyline. If you go from the old six, original six movies, I guess you could call them original six. I don't know. The first three, then the second set of three. That's the varying. You, you kind of do this forward and then backward. But if then you go to the most recent three in the series, other than the side notes, like Rogue One and you know, uh, what's the other one? The Han Solo one. Other than those two spinoffs, the most recent three are almost a complete new depiction of the original three. I mean, yeah, there's, there, you know, you're getting told almost the same kind of hero villains storyline, just change a few people and some names. And so I, I, I can tell you as a fan, the newest three did not grab me like even the side movies did. Right. Because it because they didn't do it. I don't know if I'd say fresh enough is the right word. So, and like I said, I had a reason for asking you this is because really curious because I think most of the time that can be really annoying to see something just completely be beaten to death and reused and reused and reused. But for whatever reason, they did this game so well. It's like I don't even mind that they're kind of saying they they kind of almost on the nose say like. You're just reliving something that's already happened and it'll, you're just going to keep doing this endless battle with Ganon, you know, you know, that's kind of the problem of having one bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one prime evil, uh, that's, you have to, I mean, oh God, we're going to do it as many flaws as there are in like something like world of Warcraft. The one big thing I would have to say that is actually kind of interesting that they do is that every time there is something different that did you're... you did you just on our one year episode our one year anniversary bring up the beast did you just bring <laughs> I brought up, up I I just brought up the beast you just brought up World of Warcraft go ahead it is 
quite literally the game that I've played the longest in my entire life. I've played that game for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, and I, who got you into that game? I mean, this son of a bitch looking at the screen across from me <laughs> got me into that game. Oh, man. We had some good times on it, though, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> God damn, we did. I don't know if it's worth it, sir. Um, but <laughs> hey, anyways. you can get out at any time. I did. <laughs> Not that easy. I wonder um, if pe- don't people compare that to meth? I feel like to quit that's like <laughs> like I and people who people that have done meth are like, dude, don't say that. That's like bullshit. Like, but I don't know. I don't. That might be arguable. The, I mean, it took me a lot to get out of that. I played for seven years. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you paid, played for seven years. I've, yeah, I've You've played for play. another seven. Yeah, I've continued to play for another seven. So I've played for almost 15 years now. Um, well, I was, as I was saying, the, the one thing that's interesting with what they do is no matter what, there's always something different and new about who you're, you're facing in the end. Who's the, who's the end boss? Um, they, they do bring back some of the, the same. Um, you know, I've seen, some of the same uh, people we faced uh, be revisited, but they're never the prime of who who's the the end boss. Um, like Garrosh, uh was in this latest expansion. I, I'm pretty sure you remember from when you were there. Yeah, seven yeah. years ago, Garrosh was there. Right, is the is the main the bad then? Yeah, he was the last boss in Siege of Origin. Siege of Org. Yeah, that was I think that was the last expansion you played. Yep. Um, and he was brought back, not as a bad, but he was just tangentially in the story, you know. But, um, so, you know, there's always kind of something new and different being brought up and brought back. I mean, I think Kelthazad was even mentioned um, here recently. Yeah, and he's, so, he's been mentioned a couple times. And times. I want to say so, in Warlords of Draenor, the Illidan that got brought up, I think, you know, I've, yep. I've stayed loosely in the background paying attention <laughs> to a little bit of World of Warcraft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see things. I may not be playing, but I see things. Which, so, by the way, that movie was, the movie they made for that, I actually really enjoyed. And it pisses me off. It, like, did not, it like, it, it was a horrible dump. Like, I think it didn't make any money. I think it cost more than it made. And so, like, there won't be another sure. one. But that yeah. blows my mind because if you, you don't have to be a fan of World of Warcraft. That's a really good movie, I, I think. I mean, it was an okay movie. Uh, it was an okay movie. It could have been better. Uh, I don't like movies, though, so I don't, I don't know like I can movies. listen to you. Right, I don't even know if I can listen I to you I don't right like now. movies, for sure. <laughs> it was definitely an okay movie. I, it was watchable. It was watchable. I've watched it more than once, I can say that. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I've I own it, I've seen by it the twice. Way. Yeah, I've seen it at least twice. I own it. I just, I just watch it and cry thinking about old times. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. But, but kind of getting back to the Link situation or the Zelda situation, there's one primary evil in in the Zelda storylines. Um, you've got Ganon. That's it. I mean, it's kind of the same issue you run into with Mario. It's it's limited. Uh, you yeah. have one thing you're gonna face. It's always gonna be there. There's not really a fresh take to it. This was the freshest take of all of them. It turned it into a bit more of a coming coming of age story. If you go through the 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 hassle of getting all of the memories, well, and I think it gives you I think it gives you a broad, a, a better version of an actual true epic. Also, 
Yeah. But go ahead. I mean, this, this, I was going to say, it could stand alone by itself and then just be done. If they cut this as the, the Zelda story, this could be it. This could be the definitive story, but I don't think they'll do that. Um, unfortunately. And I don't, I don't know because, because the way they've done the story is almost like very Final Fantasy esque. People try to bridge these games together, but storyline wise, they don't really make sense. And Final Fantasy did the same thing. Every Final Fantasy did a few sequels, but for the most part, they're always standalone. They're they're always standalone. Yeah, they're always standalone. You had like what Final Fantasy X and then X two. Yeah, there's a couple that's tried to do that, and X two was terrible. We won't get into that because I'm a huge Final Fantasy. So those were they did those. Banking on the fact that they had huge success with the ones they tried to do the sequels to. Right. So like 10 was huge. They did. They had a ton of success with 10. So they did X2 because they had good characters there and they wanted to try to capitalize on the success of 10. So they're like, okay, well, let's promote this and push a a different storyline. Which, I mean, I would argue with everybody, the top three Final Fantasy games are, are 7, 10, and Final Fantasy 6 or 3 in whatever, I have it backwards. It's the ones, it's 3 here or 3 in Japan and then 6 here and 3, I don't know. It's backwards, but it's, I told, we've talked about this before also on the podcast. It's <laughs> where the two twin brothers, one lives up in the mountains and one's the prince, and it's like a whole storyline. I don't even know if you ever played it. It was on Super Nintendo, no. and I think on Super Nintendo here in America, it's called Final Fantasy 6. But I want to say in Japan, it's Final Fantasy 3. I don't know. I don't really care about the details. Those three are the best storylines, and I'll argue that. And I'm not saying 8 and 9 are bad or any of that stuff. They're good games. I've played the hell out of all of them. I just think standalone 10 and 7 are probably the two, my two favorite. But I, I, yeah, can't, but, I haven't but played then, 15. So. I was going to say, but then, then yeah, I was going to say, then try the, try the online. Try 15. And, I would and, love to. And I'm I'm sure those those everybody that plays that game would be screaming their heads off right now because of, from what I understand that game it's is amazing it's surpassed everything dude it, and I know we're going on these like long tangents about other games but that that has surpassed what you just what else do we do right <laughs> yeah for sure I mean just try to spoil games for people so they'll don't have to play them I guess I don't know right I can't wait for that long dark uh, episode three episode whenever the last episode on the game comes out. They just did a release for a uh, um, quality of life updates. I saw dark. that and I actually, that dude, it's great. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Cause I read about that, but because I was double checking it to see if it was the fifth episode. Yeah. I did. Too. On the I, was game. Like, I just saw that. I was like, they released something, huh? I was like, yeah. let's see what this is. I did too. I did, yep, <laughs> I did the exact same thing. It looks like just minor updates to like graphics and stuff and fi- yeah. fixes. But yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. So, and also I guess while we're here on these tangents, What's the next game I'm going to bring up on every episode if we've done this on this episode now? So I don't know. So that was my point in doing this whole thing is like, how do we get me done? Yeah. Yeah. How do we? Oh, okay. (laughs) So we're doing. (laughs) So there's a small possibility we lose this entire episode. Just letting you know, kind of ahead of time. We are in a severe storm situation. Yeah, we are here too. It's like super windy. Let's see what happens with it. Um, uh, but probably gonna be some tornadoes. So let's we can try to wrap it up. We are in the what the the tornado belt of America. So <laughs> yeah, but power just flickered here. Uh, just kind of me- reminding me to get us back a little bit on topic with Zelda. But uh, that was kind of uh, where I was going with this. Was my point with uh, uh, 
having you pick or having us pick this as our one year anniversary was to get you off of the being able to bring that up every single episode thing. So, oh man, uh, I'm going to bring in Zelda breath of the wild two And my anxiousness to, to see that come out <laughs> on every episode moving forward now or something like it. I'll figure something out. <laughs> but what the, the flickering just reminded me of though, is the weather events inside of Zelda of, inside of breath of the wild. It's, it's randomized. So you could be the walking. Rain. Yes. Well, all the weather events, are randomized. So you could be walking through and just ex- suddenly experience a thunderstorm and it has real world co- or it has real life. Yeah. You can get there. hit by lightning on that game. Yeah. Hold if your you're equipped with, happens. Yeah. If you're equipped with metallic weapons or a metallic shield or metallic bow, like you're, you're going to get hit. <laughs> oh yeah. And if you're climbing anything and it starts raining, I don't care how much stamina you have. You no. ain't making it up very high. No, I try to slide past down. it. Oh yeah. It just keeps like, that's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, you know, I have brought this game up every time and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I think I might have, but IGN rated this the best game ever. Did I tell you that? No, I didn't. This was no, voted I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay, so if you read on it, IGN r- did rate this cuz I got into looking at it. It's a 10 out of 10 if I and I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I read this right. IGN rated it 10 out of 10 and said that this was the greatest. It was voted the greatest game of all time. So, it also sold 27 million copies by 21 by 2021. I honestly, this will be a game I probably will pick up again and play. I I beat it, but I don't feel like I've completed anything. No, it's so big. There's so many hidden things in this game. I still have things I want to go back and do. The reason why I wasn't beating the game is specifically because I was trying to build a set of armor that I wanted. And to do that, you have to wait for those dragons to come out and certain ones to come out. And you have to hunt them down, you have to shoot them, and you have to collect certain scales and and, uh, horns off of them in order to build your armor up to get uh, for the armor that I wanted. It's the armor that protects you against the ancients. Yes. In order to do that, you have to collect the the items off of the the dragons. It's the only way to do it. I think you can buy um, from the Monster Hunter part guy. Did you run into that crazy trader that's like, man, it's been too long since I played this. I played that part. I yeah, think yeah. you can get some of it from him, but it's super expensive. Yeah, you can get some of it, but you can't get all of it. Right. You have to do. You have to track down the dragons for some of it. So uh, that's where I, when I came back online to to complete the game out, that's where I was. I was standing out in the middle of a bridge, and I'm like, well, I think I know what I was doing, but Hunt, dragon hunting. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't tell you this game has dragon hunting in it too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What does so, it not have in it? I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, you could even say it's a first person shooter if you want to use a bow. I don't even know what like I'm saying. It has everything. You I can mean, race first on horses, shooters you can fly. with headshots. Like yeah. you can actually do headshots. So Yeah, I love the little ting it makes. Yes. That is- That's I'm, dude, I'm telling you this. Whoever did I need to look it up. I probably can't pronounce his name anyway, but the sound effects artist in this killed it. Like yeah. I want him to he could he could make me happy just by like playing music, like playing sounds. I don't know what it is. The Sheikah Slate text or the Sheikah Slate sound is, is your text is my text message sound. It has been for years. And because I'm a moron half the time, I had you put it on my phone <laughs> and it was my text message sound. Cause the first time you came over, it kept throwing me off. Yeah. And then when you got <laughs> put it on my phone for me on my old phone, then every time you were around me, your phone would go up and I think it was my phone, <laughs> but it was the Sheikah Slate sound. Yeah, no, I yeah. love that. It's awesome. Yep. 
And how many, and so that's been for what, four or five years now, that's been your text message tone. Yeah. That's insane. This game is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, and I have to say the beer was pretty good. Elysian did not disappoint. No, I mean, yeah, that, that was actually for a pale ale, uh, is as, as drinkable as it could get, uh, for a pale ale. I agree with that, actually. All right, sir. So you did beat the game. Let's get into. So we went through about every tangent that we could think of. We've talked. I mean, about, and then some. Right. And then we've talked about the different things you can do in this game, which is a lot. I mean, everything from getting a ha- building a house, chopping down trees to taming horses to cooking food to killing Ganon and capturing and tracking him and. Uh, killing Ganon is like the smallest part of this entire game. Yeah, you're not wrong. The divine, I mean, leading up to him, oh, can be big, let's talk but... about the, the actual boss fight with Ganon because I actually wanted, I want to talk this to you is, about that real dude, quick. Dude, this is where I was going next, is I was okay. going to say, let's wrap up the ending to this one year anniversary episode. Dude, we made it a year, and I don't know how many times I didn't think we were going to make it a year. <laughs> but here we are making it a year uh, through the grind and. Sir, uh, you know, we've done this before. Thank you so much for all your hard work to this whole project. Uh, thank you to the fans, too. You know, honestly, like we do have, you know, people that I've messaged us, talk about it, say they like listening. Uh, you, you know, and we kind of didn't do this in my terrible segue into call to action. But anybody that has a comment, a review, a question, uh, I mean, even a recommendation, don't hesitate to reach out at all in any form. Email. Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff. So, sir, if you would wrap this up on the ending boss fight, because you did it more recent than I did. All right. So getting to the ending boss fight is more challenging than the ending boss fight itself. The ending boss fight itself for the phases of Ganon, there's two different phases you go through. There's Calamity Ganon, and then there is another Ganon form, which I can't remember the name of right now. Um, but you go through two different phases of Ganon. That boss fight, uh, I, it, it's just not, they're, they're not challenging. Um, well, I can so- see them being, if you didn't beat the divine beast though, because every divine beast you kill. So puts yeah. out a beam to weaken Ganon. Yes. That was the one part I was going to say. So eat for each divine beast that you get or so that you, you capture, um, and, and bring back under your control. You get a an eighth of his life reduced, so you get him down. So you can get him down to fifty percent health, um, basically, um, which is awesome, pretty cool. Uh, in his second form, I believe, not the first form. Not I can't first, remember. Uh, the first form, I don't think you get anything. Um, or maybe that's vice versa. Maybe that's the second form. I think it's don't. vice versa, maybe because I feel like his first form was weaker. Okay, maybe it's vice versa. Was, yeah. Okay, so maybe it's vice versa. So then, so the first form, yeah, the first form you get a bunch of health taken off based on the number of divine beasts, and you do not have to get any of the divine beasts to go face the end. You can go no, in right. there with nothing. You want an extreme challenge? There it is. Yeah, but again, you don't have to do that. So, um, and it the the bot the bat uh boss battle is actually not that hard. There's not a whole lot of stuff going on. I I really don't even recall. It being that difficult, I think it's just some basic dodge mechanics. Um, there was a little bit of block stuff, something to block. I can't remember. It was a whole. It wasn't a ton. Isn't there something specific you have to injure him with? 
Um, I can't remember to get out of that first form to go to the second form. Dude, it's, you got to remember, I, I have not beaten this game recently. I just started a new game. And- there wasn't anything that I remember having to be, to injure him specifically with in the first form. Okay. The second form was the one that I remember having to do something specific with because I rem- this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it because the second form was the one that stood out to me. The first form was just kind of like nothing. I didn't even rem- like it was just I blew through it. I, it. It didn't mean anything to me. The second one did because I fucked it up so bad. <laughs> what because did you, you know do? me and riding horses sir oh shit oh my gosh dude i still remember you freaking head-on collision on red dead 2 online right why can you not drive a horse i don't know i don't know what it is get the steering wheel out it'll help you on the horse mechanic but anyways so when you go to his second form this is what i wanted to actually talk about when you go to the second form so the in the first form you're in the you're in the like the the basement or the dungeon or the lower floor of Hyrule Castle. And when you kill that, he explodes into a second form. And he goes out onto the the plains of Hyrule. And then uh you get mounted up onto your horse. And uh from there, you're just equipped with your bow and you get to uh shoot at different areas of Ganon to bring him down. It's not hyper challenging at all, but I am a moron (laughs) and I lost my horse within the first two seconds of coming up top. Like, I don't know how. So when you shoot your bow, is it, but it's not normal arrows. Is it Zelda? Does she help you with energy or something? I can't remember. Dude, I'm telling you, it's been forever, but I thought, I thought Zelda helps you in the second form. They, she, she, it's not normal arrows. Yeah, you're right. They're not normal arrows. They are, they're special arrows that you're using. They're not normal arrows. They're, they're special energy arrows. You're not using your normal arrows. That really doesn't matter because it's still the same mechanic. Right, same bow. mechanic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's I mean, it, you're using special arrows, but really it doesn't look or do anything different for you. So, I mean, again, there's nothing special about it. That That was kind of like the, the drawback to me, the the final boss fight was kind of a big letdown. Um, after the whole big buildup of the game, the, the the final boss was kind of a big drawback. Um, but like I said, so I was a big, I was a moron within literally landing. I got one shot off. I don't know what happened. A leg of the giant Ganon came around and stomped on me and the horse and the horse was gone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What, I don't know how or what or oh, why, man. but I got stomped on. Uh, so I'm Link running around on the ground trying to shoot Ganon with my bow and arrow, trying to get to the proper side to be able to hit him. I'm almost going to want to go beat that again now because on my old file, because I want to see, I can't remember the ending. I mean, I remember, I remember the lower dungeon battle and mm-hmm. I remember getting out on the planes, but I can't even remember what like that form of Ganon looks like. It's like, he's a big creature. I mean, he's huge. I know that. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, it's a big, like, four-legged creature. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it, it look lo- looks like. Um, yeah, it's been a while. But, yeah, so I do remember that fight. I think Zelda helps you, like, with her abilities or whatever, which, you know, let's well, get yeah. into... She says she's helping you. I mean, so it's it's not you. It's Zelda channeled through Link. Right. Is Is what the, she's telling you. Like if you listen to Link or Zelda, because Zelda's talking through all of it. So yeah, if you're right. listening to Zelda's words, it's all it's all of her explanation. It's it's Zelda's power being channeled through Link. But 
It's, I mean, it's still she's, you. She's got the blood of a goddess or something in her. Something right? like that, yeah. Which we've heard that storyline before, too. All these, right. All these royal people and their goddess blood, you know. So it's it's dark. I just looked it up. It's Dark Beast Ganon. Okay, I do remember that, yeah. And Dark Beast Ganon is a, it looks like a giant boar with red flames. And it's, uh, so it's like black and red uh, with like, or it's it's like mostly black and then like red flames that come up out of its back with like kind of boar tusk. You know, I think but it, then you get like Sheikah, Sheikah looking emblems that pop up on him on different parts of his back and side that you have to go and shoot. And it's, I imagine it's very simple to do on a horse where you can just right. gallop up alongside of him. But yeah. when you're on foot. And trying to run and then aim. Not get stomped and then, on. Yeah, not yeah. get stomped. Yeah, no, it's very challenging then. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I do remember that fight not being super challenging. And it was, I didn't call it, I didn't consider it a letdown in that regard. Um, yeah, it, more challenging would have been fun for me, I guess. But I do remember I was so anxious because we brought this story up a couple times too. I was so anxious to see where the storyline went. That's the only reason I stopped what I was doing and went and beat the game. Cause I already knew I had all the stuff done to do that. Um, and I almost wish I had it because I was playing the game a lot nonstop. And then once I did that, since I got that, I was, my hunger was fulfilled with the storyline. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, like I don't need to go do all the side stuff I was working on because right. I was satisfied. So exactly. I almost, I remember like kind of regretting beating that as my stepson was crying because the storyline, <laughs> he didn't want the storyline to be over, which we've brought that story up several times now. Right. You know, and I remember beating it, but like I said, that because I got the taste for the storyline, it wasn't too big a letdown, but I also knew that I did, you know, a quite a bit of side stuff to make my character as strong as I could. Um, which I also knew made that battle even easier. Uh, and I did not lose my horse in the first stomping of, uh, great beast Ganon. So, you know, and I think if I remember, it like alludes to the fact that too, I think after that fight, like I think Zelda loses her powers. Now you just recently, it's been a while for me, but you just recently beat it. Does it seem like that to you in the videos after the um, cutscenes that come following? Man. It really makes me wonder how they're going to set up the next one. You know, it'd be really cool if a big snapping turtle type creature captured Zelda and you had to go save her. You know how cool that would be? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's what you would think. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you talked about Mario kind of having the same bad guy all the time, but they've kind of flipped that on its head with our Paper Mario we played last time. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, so Paper Mario did kind of flip that a bit. And but... Mario RPG did as well. Like I said, you got Bowser on your team. So that, that has happened a little bit. So they've kind of pulled away from that. I'd like to see, I would like to see the next Zelda again and not be your main adversary. And I, don't, I really think that he won't be. I don't think he will be. I hope they introduce something new. And I, I think... Being that they're continuing a storyline, because most of the Zelda games don't. Like I said, all these fans have always tried to link the storylines together. Get it, Link? But it's <laughs> it's my, that's a dad joke right there for you. Uh, <laughs> no, they, they've always tried, but there's really no actual consistent storyline from Zelda game to Zelda game. There's no way to no. even place it. I mean, they've tried. It, it, you almost have to get into like a multiverse situation where it's multiple Links doing, you know, doing well, these roles. The so this one where Zelda wakes up, or sorry, Link wakes up in the stasis chamber after having been injured with a in a fight with Ganon. That is kind of the story of Zelda to me. 
it just keeps happening over and over and over again, where he right. just keeps fighting Ganon. It it just is going to keep repeating. Yeah. Like no, I mean I get what you're saying, but I, like I said, I I I could see because it's can I, this is to be the first continuation, and they did have a spinoff, um, that actually Z owns. Z got it for Christmas or something. They do have a spinoff to this Breath of the Wild. It's like the Warriors of Calamity or something. He has it. It's a more fighting action style game, a mm. lot less like open uh, open world. You can still travel around and stuff, but it's not like Breath of the Wild. Oh, I cannot remember okay. the name of that. It's like war- Warriors or something. And you you have like big, huge battles and stuff. It's way different. I played it a little bit with him just because like they all like Zelda. That's actually why he got it because they all yeah. fell in love with me playing and that came out. And what was the name of that? Warriors of Calamity or Warriors something. I can't remember what the second one's called, but it's just a weird side spinoff. But I think with the way seeing the trailer and stuff to this, I, I do see them doing something different than Ganon. I think they're going to introduce a new part of the world and storyline. I hope. I mean, like I said, they've never really continued. You know, it went like Ocarina of Time, then it went Majora's Mask. And there was like no, you know, and then then what? Uh, Twilight Princess. There was no storyline continuation. It was right. supposed to be. Oh yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not even mentioning one of the really beautiful games in there that I never played was Wind Waker. Yeah, Zelda Wind Waker. That always looked cool, but I never played that game either. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see. I mean because they are making it a Breath of the Wild too. So if right. it's a continuation of the storyline of Breath of the Wild, then maybe they do move past Ganon finally. But maybe they don't because if I don't know if if. If Ganon is meant to be the, the 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 evil of the world, then the prime evil, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, does he got... just does he just reform? Does he just form as something new? Does he? I don't know. Just gather his. his I don't know. Back I'll up, be you know? I'll be interested to see. I mean, this game introduced so many things. I mean, it, you know, we we didn't touch into it too much, and I would like to wrap this one up somewhat because you know, put a nice bow on it. Um because I do feel like I could talk about it for a long time and go off on another million tangents. I mean, dude, they even had like, you know, you get into the desert place and there was, there was ninjas and stuff, you know? Oh my God. I have one big question for you. I've been wanting to ask you about this game. All right. So you go to Carioca village, whatever it's called, right? Carico village, however you say it. Okay. Uh huh. You go to that village and you meet the village leader and next to her is one of the shrine looking orbs. But you can't interact with it because it's a village heirloom. Did you ever figure out what to do with that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? I to the don't left, rem- to the remember. left of the village leader, there's a, one of the metal balls that, like in some of the shrines, you have to put on a pedestal to unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. There's one, and you can freeze it in time, but you can't interact with it. You can't move it. You can't magnetize and pull it with you. It's an heirloom. They won't let you mess with it. Did you ever figure out what to do with that? I don't recall. So it opens up a shrine and it's a couple chain quest to get to it. And it starts off in the village. And I did this my next playthrough. That's how I figured this out is on my next playthrough. I was like, God, I I always kept trying to figure out where would lead me to that freaking orb to get to interact with it. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to do several little quests in town. Like, do you remember the quest in the main town where, um, you had to help the guy gather up all his chickens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's one of them. Then there's one where the lady asked for, like, fireflies. Uh-huh. Okay, that's all the chain that leads up to this. Okay. After you do enough of those, there's, like, two, th- maybe three. You find out when you go back outside 
someone's just stolen the air the village heirloom from inside that town, that house. Right. Okay, so I remember that. Okay. If you stay out there at night, you watch the guy go up the hill. It's one of the one of the kind of guards of the town almost. If you follow him up the hill and to the left, outside of town, and then you can't he, if he hears you, he'll ruin the whole mission. You have to sneak. I ate some sneak food to make this happen. Okay. And if you follow him and don't get caught, and I had to do, I had to try this like six times to get this to work because I kept getting caught or kept losing him. He goes out and crosses a bridge by where the, you know, when the first guy, the artist walks you to the first ferry because he wants a picture of it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's going the same direction. The guy goes out that way. And if as long as you don't spook him, as soon as he crosses a bridge, when you cross a bridge, it opens a cutscene, And there's a, warrior ninja dude from one of the the gang things from the desert people that you run into one of those like black ninja gang member dudes yeah he attacks you and of course i did it on my older game so i was strong enough because i went back because i was because of this i went back and did it on my older game so i knew i could i had the chest like all the quests done to do it you fight that dude and then it opens up a shrine you he has the orb out there and the guy explains to you, his family was like, his his wife was like murdered over trying to get out of this black ninja gang stuff. I can't remember the name of them. To get out of it, they like murdered his wife or something and then threatened to murder his kids and murder the village people or something. So that's why that heirloom whole thing happened. And he's like asking you for forgiveness because he's like, I didn't want, you know, if you don't want me back in the village, it's fine. But like, if you'll just not mention this, that'd be great too, because like, I don't want any part of them. I've tried to get away and they followed me here. So you, you know, you don't tell anybody or whatever what happened, but that heirloom opens up a shrine. Huh. And I was like, dude, I remember the entire game every time I went back to that old lady and I cannot think of her name to save my life. Every time I went back there, I was like, how do I get a hold of this freaking orb? And it just, it, I had to look it up to finally solve it. I want to say that I think I, I don't remember doing that, but I want to say that I have done that because I remember all the quests that lead up to that. So yeah, no, see, I did all the quests. And then I kept one when I ran into it on the new game. That's what I did. I went, okay, now I'm going to look this up because I was like, there's got to be something. And then it had all the quests. I had all the quests done except for the last one that leads you out there. And you have so to. I remember wait having to sneak behind some guy and follow him out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's I remember the right that. one. Okay. I remember doing that because because there's that that's the same place that has the fairy fountain up there. That was the first one that I found because it's that's right at the first village. Yeah. Um and that's where you can also find um what there's uh all up along that path there's um there's little like uh there's uh wow, what are they? they there's like things you can there's rupee rabbits or something like yes. that. Yes. Dude, when I first saw one of those, it was like this, the most mysterious, beautiful little creature ever. But if you hit him with a bow or anything before he runs off, he drops rupees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah. yeah, And they're like super mysterious. You never hear anybody talk about them. No. Yeah. They're just like out there and they look so like, I don't know, like almost spiritual. Like, you know what I mean? They're like a spectrum. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like they're like a spirit. They don't look like whole. It's yeah, weird. they don't. Yeah, they don't look like regular whole spectral. animals. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. They look yes. spectral. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, no. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I did do that because there's like two shrines up around that village. I just looked at the game. I was like, 
I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, you know, we talked about that, I think before recording who got farther and I think you've got me beat by one shrine. I met 70 shrines and I think I saw your picture. You've done 71. Yeah. So that's pretty bizarre. So I've got like all of the shrines marked. I can travel to all the shrines. I decided because I did not need. So one of the things you can get from all the shrines, one of the reasons that one of the prime reasons I would go to the shrines is to get weapons because yeah. you fight the, you fight, uh, 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 Automa in there, uh, or whatever. And they, they usually have pretty decent weapons. And so I was like, well, cool. I'll just go replenish my weapons in there whenever I need. Um, so I would only, I would only go clean them out whenever I needed weapon. So did you get to that weird, fortress thing off in the middle of nowhere up like off a coast it's a huge fortress and it is full of with those autonomous robots and other stuff in there and there is so much loot in there did you find like some of the best gear in the game did you ever go do that and it's like harder than shit to get into you gotta like scale there's like no easy way in and there's a pit in the bottom and all of those things come alive and i don't care how strong you are or how good you are at deflecting those things laser beams with your shield they so many of them attack you. It becomes a nightmare in there. Quick, did you ever go do that? Uh, next I'd time you're on the game, about. next time you're on your game, I want to. There's say a couple different north. weird areas I've gone into. There's like yeah. a maze area that I've gone yeah. into. There's yeah. There's, there's so much hidden stuff on this game, guys. It's amazing. I'm telling you, if you've not yeah. played this game, you know. I actually, I'm gonna bring up another buddy of ours. Tyler is a huge Zelda fan, dude. We haven't, I haven't brought this up with him yet, but we used to argue him and another guy, a friend of ours used to argue about which game was better better growing up elder scrolls 3 or zelda yeah and he always said zelda and i was always like no elder scrolls 3 is way freaking better dude zelda doesn't have <laughs> shit and then zelda breath of the wild has totally like changed my mind about the zelda franchise not and i've always been a fan don't get me wrong i've always been a fan yeah but i was a bigger what was it like bethesda or however you say it like dude you give me elder scrolls and all those games i was obsessed i think we've talked about that too but anyway sir if you're ready let's Let's get into this beer and then let's do some ratings. Okay. So I guess I'll let you talk about the beer a little bit. Um, yeah. Which we've touched into this Elysian brewery before with the salt and seed watermelon goza. And I think we've mentioned the beer or mentioned the brewer more often than I think even our local brewer that we love a lot too. So yeah, I think they're those two. We've definitely mentioned the most. I'd say Boulevard and Elysian has been brought up quite a bit, even if it's not been, What's the word you used last time? Even if it's been like kind of under the radar, yeah. we've not said its name. We've talked about it, you know? Right. Yeah. And Sometimes we try not to throw the names out there if we're, you know, I, right. I guess, yeah. Just trying Reviewing to throw, another beer or going to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. We, we try to stay a little bit discreet, but so this is from Seattle and I will say that, and I'll just read a little bit from um, one of the websites I looked up. Uh, just mostly it's talking about, um, how it's a winter ale and, you know, the, the Kavit wheat that came up, you know, a couple of years ago that they use. But here, I'll, I'll read what I got. See, and I'm going to butcher some words, guys. There's nothing new on our podcast about that at all. So Seattle's Elysian Brewing embraces Norwegian's Kavit yeast, its new winter seasonal beer. Skull Rock Nordic style pale ale with no sign of the brewery's longstanding bifrost this season. Elysian decided to start fresh for this year's winter beer. Featuring some dark artwork of what resembles uh, tour posters, which it does. That poster looks cool as shit. Or like, you know, the picture looks like a poster on the bottle looks cool. Skullark is a fine addition to the seasonal lineup from Elysian. Skullark 
earns its Nordic name from using Kvit yeast, the yeast that began to invade brew houses nearly three years ago. Which, that leads up like it's going to say like 300 years ago. You know, right. or 3,000, but it's three. Skalrak is a pale ale that is brewed with a malt bill of premium two-row, honey malt flaked rice, and golden naked oats, perfect for creating a lightly hazy ale. Which, we talked about that. It does kind of look like a hazy wheat with that kind of citrus orange. Yep. Um, the hot bill is a bit more basic with cashmere sabro and chinook, which never even heard of that before, for a pleasant medium-bodied hot forward pale ale, but it is the Kavit yeast that shines through with a pleasant grapefruit nose and citrus flavors. Though Skullark mm-hmm. is marketed as a winter ale, this beer is much lighter on the alcohol content as it comes in at 4.9 ABV and 40 IBUs. It's a bit hazy, but tastes closer to a citrusy pale ale. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, they're they're describing it pretty pretty spot on. You know, I think that's you know, I like to double check because I don't believe I got that from the actual Lesion site. And so I'd like to just do a shout out. Let me see if I got that from it might be from brewpublic.com. Let me yeah, double check. Yeah, I think that is that so I think that came from just a shout out to thank you for that, Brew Public. That is where I got that, not from the actual Lesion site. Um but yeah, I think they described it perfectly. I don't think they're wrong. Yeah, no, that's I mean that is that that nails the description of this beer. So, all right. Well, I enjoyed it, sir. Do you want to go first and uh, rate the game? Yeah. So this beautiful masterpiece, <laughs> IGN's 10 out of 10, the best game voted ever. Let's see what you got. All right. So I don't think it's a 10 out of 10. Um, surprise, surprise. I, I'm not on that train, but I think it's pretty damn close. I think it's, it's, it's uh, a couple things off on it. Um, to me, the biggest letdown is, um, the end. The other side of it is, um, that there's, there is, um, so much to do and not a good system for tracking where you are or what you've done. Um, the, the easiest way to see this is in, in the, um, the cooking and recipes. Uh, you go a lot of places and by word of mouth or by just searching, you gather information that you have not a system to track that, um, other than by just doing it yourself, either manually or by the good people on the internets. Um, (laughs) so I think there's a couple points to knock off there. Uh, outside of that, I really can't fault too much more with this game. Um, it's, it's incredibly enjoyable. Um, there, there is, uh, unlike Paper Mario, there is a bit of, uh, control ad- adaptation coming onto the Switch. I did notice that. Um, whereas I felt fluent going into Paper Mario and playing there with getting back into this, even coming off of a Switch game into a Switch game. Coming into uh, uh, Zelda, I did not feel as fluid playing this game again as I did before when I was playing it, you know, as much Which as I it, did before. It did come out on the Wii U also, I think before the Switch. That's really? the only two systems that it's on. I know it's on the two systems, but I thought it was just like a backplay to the Wii U. And uh, then it was, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong about It was that. originally for it, Switch, and then... I thought it, it was for it the Wii U of... first, and then came out on the Switch as well. And the only reason I say this is because I thought I had a friend that... I had a friend that said he owned it on the Wii U, I thought, and then was going to get it on the Switch. But I could be completely wrong about that. Yeah, I think, I don't think, I think 
I think that it was one of the first games for the Switch and that it just it was early enough that they also made it available for the Wii U. Gotcha. Yeah, probably. That, that, that was probably the way it went. And so, but I, I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm probably uh, assuming there. Um, but because of those, those kind of, uh, those two big main points, um, uh, with the end boss and then the, the, the no real good tracking system for some of the, the finer details of the game with it being such an expansive game, um, and having an excellent system in which you could track it with that Sheikah slate. Like there is a place to do this. They just didn't, didn't implement it. Uh, I have to say it's a, it's not quite a 10 for me. It's close. It's a 9.8. It's, it's, it's there. It just fix something like give me a boss battle that makes it feel like this is the end. Uh, and give me some way to know all of the things that I've actually gathered along my journey, because I don't remember since the last time I played six months ago. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I had to, you know, learn a recipe to keep myself warm or to build my stamina up or give me extra hearts, I don't remember that shit. So what good is the Sheikah slate if it's not going to help me? Dude, and I, I loved, by the way, I'm a super random tangent. <laughs> you talk about like the recipes and stuff. I love throwing the Sheikah bombs that you could make in the yeah. ponds and blowing up the fish and then jumping in and grabbing them yeah. <laughs> because I used to fish Billy like, fishing at its finest no, dude. I, no, you're that's ex- dude. No one teaches you that. I just knew that that would work because I'm a hillbilly from Missouri. You know what I mean? Like I just knew and no one told me that I didn't look that up. I went, oh, I bet if I throw a bomb in there, I bet it'll blow them up and they'll float to the surface and I can get it. <laughs> yep. Guarantee it. It sure as shit works. Oh yeah. Um, so 9.8, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to piggyback off something you said because it is something now I think the game is so good. It outshines a lot of the problems. I think, I think if the game wasn't so good, those problems would stand out even more. Yeah. But I think because there's so much this like original, fresh, awesome game that I've talked about for a year now that I've loved, I played, I beat, which is rare in my adult life because I don't normally get to beat things, but was so obsessed with how good this game was. Um, which I say that we've beat a couple games on here on this podcast, which I think is super weird for us, but, I will say that I'm a 9.9 and I'll piggyback off of what you said. The only reason I can't give this game a 10 is because I don't like the quest log either. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not something it's so, it's so, um, I wouldn't say it's, it's not user-friendly. I would say that that fits into it, but I'd say there's another word I'm looking for that. It's like, I didn't even use it. That's, you know what I mean? Like I never even really messed with it because it provided such a little amount of help to me. Right. You know, so I understand like tracking the data, what you're talking about, which I could even, I could even get off of like, if you know, you don't keep the recipes, I could compromise, but just even trying to follow quest lines and stuff, this, it's not a great quest log system. No. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. That, that is another point. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. The, the and, quest and, system. I, and like you said, you know, the game's so good. I think it outshines a lot of that, but that's, you know, and. And anybody could nitpick something that comes out. You know what I mean? Like we could always find something wrong with something, but this game is so damn good that the, the few problems we could try to find or have an issue with or qualm or gripe, it outshines so much of it that it's, that's a 9.9 for me. I mean, that's, I don't yeah. know when we'll review a game that hits a 10. I know this game is really freaking close for me. I mean, if I could go into the decimals of 9.9999 or some shit, I probably would. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is so close to me to a 10. 
Yeah. And if it wasn't for that quest log, I probably would have just said, yeah, it's a tent. Because yeah. you you have a problem with the end boss fight. But for me, storyline-wise, it was a steady pace. And I, I focus more on the storyline than I do the actual mechanics of the fight. And so I had more trouble. I died more to the Lionel, the first Lionel I ran into, exactly. than I ever did the last, the last boss fight. And See, the Lionel's that, not a boss. Right. The Lionel's and, just a creature. Right, a strong one. But yes, you're right. That trips you up. But to me, it was a pacing thing. I overshot when I could have went to Hyrule. Had I went to Hyrule right after the fourth Divine Beast beat, maybe I would have had more trouble, but I didn't. I yeah. kept exploring. I kept doing things. I kept enhancing my guy and getting stronger. So the first line I ran into was a, was a roller coaster. It was a different pace because I was going against a creature I shouldn't have been at yet. I had three or four hearts. I wasn't, wasn't supposed to be there. But I bet you if you went to your a Lionel right now at your, your final game save, you'd still have more difficulty with a Lionel no, today than I, you would with the final boss I knew boss we couldn't fight. make it through one damn episode without a disagreement. Hell no. Those Lionels are cake now, dude. Like, I would have no <laughs> issues. I smash it I on think, the game now. I think you have more difficulty still fighting Lionels. I could kill that you. Lionel without him getting one hit off on me. I bet money. I bet you there are there are Lionels in that game I could take you to that you there have are, more problems with. Well, than, that's a challenge accepted, sir. Okay. Because there, there are Lionels right now, I can take you to that you will have more problems with than you dude, will have problems with Ganon. Is it Rito's or no, it's uh, Vasali's burst up in the air, slow mode with my infinite stamina that I have at this point, slow mode arrows to the face, that Lionel's not touching me, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm a beast on that game. Anyway. That's our ratings for the game. Let's touch into this beer, and I will go first as per usual, uh, at least when we're doing things right anyway. <laughs> um, I haven't even sat down. I haven't wrote this number down. Usually during our podcast, transparency is I would write this number down. After probably half of the beer, the first one, or if not after the first one, I would write a number down. I did not do that this time. I did finish both beers extremely quick that I brought in here. It is one of the most drinkable pale ales I've ever had. Um, you know, we brought up Boulevard, which is one of our, another favorite breweries. that's local to us. Um, I'm telling you right now, I've had their pale ale, uh, or at least one of them. I mean, they've had more than one, obviously. Um, but their standard pale ale, like I like this better than theirs. Yeah. And I hate to say that because it's like one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, no, I like this better. I'm actually going to say this is for me and again, if I'm picking up something that shines out, nothing about this was super unique, I would say, but it's drinkability was extremely high. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with an 8.7 on this. Nice. I mean, and it's light enough. It's, I almost take it out of the category of dessert beer, like a stout or a, a normal IPA where I'm going to drink a couple. I almost take this out of that category because I honestly think I could sit and drink six or seven of these and it, and it'd be right. Like it'd be, it's so light and crisp. It, yeah, it drinks a lot more like a domestic than it yes. does uh, an IPA, like or, yeah. or just a traditional pale ale or anything yeah. like that. Like, I agree. Yeah, it, I mean, it it does it it tastes like a, a pale ale, but it drinks like a domestic. Yeah, it, it's I really agree. strange. Um, so to kind of like curtail into mine, um, I'm I'm gonna kind of agree. I think this is the highest uh, IPA rating I'm probably gonna give ever. Um, it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, oh, I, I'm, man. At a, I'm at a solid 8.1. Um, uh, this is, uh, I think the 4.9 helps it. Um, the fact that they pulled back on the, um, uh, ABVs is definitely the reason why it's so drinkable. 
Uh, I want to see this not be. I am so sorry to interrupt you. I don't want to see. I want to see this not be a seasonal. I don't want to see this be a winner. I think this should be a standard. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm interested as to why it's it's a winter beer. That's that's kind of. That's kind of my my thing with this. Like, what is the purpose for this being a winter seasonal beer? Um, why why only brew this in the winter? Is there something specific to the wheats or the the yeast that they're using that is uh forcing them to only brew it in the winter or um I, i'm i'm not sure you know um that's that's kind of where my head goes with that i'm like maybe it's it's something about what what grains or or yeast that they're using. yeast they're talking about maybe i don't know yeah so th- if that's <clears throat> the case then maybe they're they're waiting for just the proper conditions to be able to brew uh but you know, outside of that, yeah, I this doesn't it doesn't feel like it should be it, it doesn't feel like it should be a seasonal beer. It should it feels like it should be a daily beer. It feels like it. I mean, it drinks like it's a domestic. It tastes like a a a, a standard, um, really light pale ale. By far the most drinkable pale ale I've ever had. Dude, if I was gonna try to segue this beer, other than it being one of our favorite breweries, if I was gonna try to like. Uh, you you know tie them in together. I guess I should say, I would use the fact that the bottle is this black and white kind of mask looking silhouette, almost, and it has some symbols on it. And I would say it's kind of like a Majora's mask from the Zelda franchise with some Sheikah slate symbols around it. It is a super cool bottle, by the way. Like I do like the the picture on it. Yeah, that would yeah, be the I was only way I could. The same thing, like you know. The the symbols that they used on there were kind of they're, they're runic in nature, kind of like the Sheikah Slate symbols. Yeah, so there's a little bit of tie in there, even though that's not really was intended at all. No. Um, well, yeah, no, there's our ratings. Uh, you got anything else to add for this? I mean, it, it's a big deal. It's our one year, man. What do you got for me? I mean, I don't, I don't think I have a whole ton. I think uh, other than to say, you know, thanks for everyone for for listening. Uh, thanks for you for putting together all of these beers, all of these games getting us to this point more than anything, pushing me to actually continue to do this thing. Because <laughs> if there's going to be a reason why we don't do this, it's likely coming from this end of the mic. Not that one. <laughs> you have um, every reason in the world though, man. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent honest feelings though, you know? Um, so, you know, uh, you know, this is still, it, it's an enjoyable thing to do. I, I, I like seeing the feedback. Um, you know, it's it's good to hear you guys uh, chime in. So keep them coming. You know, uh, it was awesome to get to hear the comments about the long dark episodes, uh, things like that. So uh, give us a shout shout out whenever you can. Yeah, audio file anything. We'll listen. I mean, <laughs> we're all about it. So, uh, sir, I do you want to do you want, you want me to do the ending script on this? This is way more in my territory than yours. I think I'm going to drag you through the mud to do this one. Is it is that just our normal thing? Is I'm always just making you do shit you don't want to do. I mean, I can maybe I can take a stab at it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to bet because I have so I'm tone deaf. Uh, if you didn't know that, I think I've told you that before. Uh, so I have no rhythm, no tone. I don't understand music <laughs> at all, which I love artwork. So it doesn't make a lot of sense that my brain doesn't function with music. I love listening to music. Um, but you're way more musically inclined than I am. So if you want to try to do the Star Wars beats for me, I would be super appreciative. Um, I don't know if I'm going to nail the Star Wars beat, but 
<laughs> it doesn't Let's help see, that what you is don't it? ever watch Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can't even think to to do it right now. Um, <laughs> like what? Like I, I can, I can do the Imperial March. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I was there looking we go. for. Uh, next time, uh, we're going to be nearly at May the fourth, and so to go along with that, we're going to decide to tackle Star Wars Squadrons on Xbox Game Pass because, well, we keep hollering at you at Xbox. You just won't listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Xbox, we're here, baby. Come on. I know we did Zelda. Don't judge us. Come on. You know you want Zelda. You, you know they want Zelda on their portfolio, too. Just Nintendo's not giving that up, and I don't blame either side. <laughs> um, and then we also have another cookie beer, which is kind of awesome. It's another cookie stout beer um, from O'Fallon's Brewery this time. It's a cookie variety pack. Um, so we're going to get set to tackle that and doing another sampling of some tasty cookie treats. Yeah. And I saw on there, it's like, uh, one of them is a little, you know, most of those we had last time were a little bit more, you know, reminiscence of like, we, we said Girl Scout cookies, but obviously there's no tie into actual Girl Scout cookies, yeah, no, but no, there no. was like the but Thin Mint and stuff, you know, they had, this yeah. one had like a vanilla wafer cookie beer. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about some of these. Yeah, so they're 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 a little bit more of a traditional style cookies that they have in there. I think they have like uh, what oatmeal cookies stuff like that in there. Yeah, right? and I don't think they're also they may not actually all be stouts too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so I, don't, I was I don't know. They're not all right. milk stouts. Okay, I don't think they are. I'm double okay. check on that. But it is from O'Fallon. I do know that much. All right, so they are cookie style beers, maybe stouts, maybe not, and uh, we're gonna be doing some tasting of it. But they all be cookie, and uh, so that'll be up next time. All right. So guys, thank you for this one year. It's been awesome. I hope we can bring you a whole lot more. Uh, So if you like drinking or you like gaming, join us next time on the monologues.